Hey kids, welcome to the Capital Life Podcast. I am your host, Abby Pagood. This is where we talk about all the things that life brings. The good, the bad, and the healthy. And today's subject is strive not to be a success, but rather to be a value. And today, I have a special guest, Christopher Shaw, for another edition of Keeping It Real with Real People. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, Abby, thank you for having me, man. This is such an honor, and I, I, I love your show. I love your spirit, and I love what you're doing to contribute, and um, I'm just here to add some value. Let's go. Value with all the things. I'm loving it. So before we dive in, I want to make sure that we give... Of course, our another acknowledgement of a big promotion that we're doing. We're doing the Capital Health app that will soon be debuting as soon as I tell you when it's out. But before it launches, we have offerings on the Capital Health website. That's K-A-P-I-T-O-L health.com. We do an offer of a one-year subscription with three months free or a two-year subscription with six months free. So uh, no matter what, you're always going to get value when it comes to Capital Health. And with the Capital Health app, you're going to get everything you need for customized workouts, the nutrition, all the components to keep you well balanced. This episode of The Capital Life is brought to you no re- better than Be Infinite. My developers, Christopher Shaw. Why would I not have Christopher Shaw on the show and then not talk about how freaking wickedly awesome he is, especially when it comes to small businesses, small entrepreneurs that really have lightning ideas and want to magnify their dreams into the world. Chris does everything about that. He gets you connected to all of his crew. He creates the vision and the depth and soul that you want in your company. So please like and share and rate us on whatever platform you're listening to when it comes to the Capital Life. This is how we start to really spread the message of good in the world that needs to that we need so much of right now. So let's strive not to be a success, but rather to be of value. So Chris, February's thing of the Capital Life is to lead with your heart connection. Uh, it's really a focus of acknowledging the blessings that we have around us and really trying to create balance without depleting of oneself. We always have all these amazing conversations that go in thousand different directions. I can't, I can't stress enough how much it's like, I think we get so much off topic every time we talk. It's like we could end up talking for like 600 hours and like not even realize it's been five minutes. Like. <laughs> That's that's so true. It's just that, uh, you know, me and you have that common goal of, you know, breaking generational curses and really living and exploring our, our, our dreams with everybody. You know, we were given these visions and these visions are not just um, visions. Of, both of us have visions where we're, we're helping people, not only helping people like um as the world goes around, but helping them with their, their families, everything me and you do, like you're all about the health, uh, that's going to transform somebody's uh, mindset. And then they're going to want to say, Hey, what more can I do? I need to start a business. Let me go talk to be infinite. They're going to help us start a business. So that's why I think we have such good synergy because we're both trying to do these world changing things, but on a uh, more individualized level where we're providing this value for for people. Sometimes the people don't even realize how valuable they are. Oh, yeah, completely. And, uh, and, and what me and you do, and you know, aside from the services provide, but we actually go the extra step in, in letting people know that. Yeah. We realize in order to accomplish these big visions, you got to know who you are and what you can provide for, for people as far as value, not always want the uh the take the you know the uh the what do you have the take mentality yeah well in the, 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 what i really found what i found fascinating of what you said is you you use the term generational curses and i think that's such a huge thing that a lot of people underestimate is because a lot of times they don't realize that from the perspective that they um ended up almost ingraining into their minds as they were raised or the things that they witnessed from generation to generation and, you know, not realizing that they have a choice 
in continuing yeah, yeah. that behavior rather in repeating it over and over, but they also have the ability to break those cycles yes. and, and it bring value back to who they are and bring value. Not saying that like, you know, their family doesn't have great values, but it's like, yeah, it's course. the curse. It's the ones that like, that are always keeping someone stagnant energy or they're not developing mm -hmm. or it's hindering their growth and expansion. And then so much of society has taught us that change is bad, which yes. sucks because we're in a constant state of change all the time, just even with our cells mutating and, you know, evolutionary concepts and getting to the next level. We're always evolving. We're always changing. But a lot of times we don't realize how hindered we are from some of our generational curses that like really kind of have a tendency to shut us down or prevent us from expanding oh my gosh yes you're, you're so right you know when i uh first started my uh business about nine years ago um i had a great job just graduated college uh well i guess i had been out for two years but i had a great job and um then i quit and then my 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 dad was like uh, hey you didn't go to boy you didn't go to school to <laughs> quit and start your own business and i was thinking like didn't I, you know, didn't we, didn't I go to kind of get the skills and the knowledge that I need to do? But then I had to realize um, that that was him and his sphere. Right. Trying to, you know, and, and him not doing it out of, he, and he, the thing about this too, he was saying what he was saying from his point of view out of love. Right. Not out of fear, not right. trying to hold me back. Right. But he was trying to protect you. Like, he was trying to protect you. On or I can't control it, so I'm going to push this on you. And then I had to, you know, and I was resentful. I was resentful for my mom, for my, my parents, my family, even my, my future wife for a while because they didn't understand. I would tell them about this vision, and they, they would just, like, throw every block in my way. And I'm thinking, like, aren't y'all supposed to be the ones, uh, if anybody in the whole world... To support you. To, to have my back. And right. I was just so mad at them. But then, you know, I, I, I had a, a epiphany and it was just like, hey, Chris, this, first of all, this is your vision, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't dependent on nobody else, first of all. And then second of all, that's, you can't hold grudges for people. They, it, they're like blind right now. They don't understand everything. They don't know everything. They've been in uh, uh, just accepting everything. So there's no other choice but to try to put that on you. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. They well, and you know what's what really interesting? I don't think I've told you. I don't think I've told you this that my husband, he does the weirdest back cross thing. It drives me crazy. <laughs> and it's so like what he does is is like no matter what it is, it doesn't matter if it's politics. It doesn't matter if it's your belief system, like whatever your religion or what you believe. But you know, if you you're you know, it's all Jesus or God source or whatever. It doesn't matter. But the point with him is that no matter what it is that you have a confirmation of like of empowerment or belief, he will always take the freaking opposing side. Like, and it, like, is, and it comes out to, like, the kids, and it comes out to me as if he's not yes. being supportive, and he's not having your back, but, like, he'll go through this whole long, drawn-out thing, and it almost creates, like, an argumentation, but then, like, as you start to explain your reason or explain your side, you become more affirmed with what you believe or what you're, what you're intending to do, and then he literally stops it, like, you're, you're getting to the point where you're, like, flustered, you're passionate, you're in it whatever and he like will jump in so hard and then he'll look at you and be like okay good to know just making sure that you believe what you believe and then stop like and he will completely just cut the conversation so you then you're all hot and bothered and you're like what the fuck just happened and he just sits there and he's just like oh it's just making sure you know and like and it had nothing to do about what he believed or what he wanted or what he was trying to project he like eliminates himself out and then he questions everything that you're doing. But the amazing gift about it is that it reaffirms exactly yeah, what your belief system and what your vision of doing is. Yes, it's, it's like the devil advocates. He's just trying to see what he can do. But it's us from a positive standpoint. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That I, and, and that's good that you have that dynamic because I can I know you. And I know that you, you like you just said, you got bothered, but he really did have your support. That's funny. Uh, 
Right. And when you're and with your dad, it's like you're with your dad's concept. It's like he was really like, yes, he was stemming all of his stuff. Everything that he was projecting onto you had to do with his fear because of what he understood to be security in his upbringing, in his timeline. And so like and of course, it's not that he's trying to deflect you from wanting more or achieving more. It's that his fear prevented him from being able to seek beyond and then it's like and but the thing i always remind myself you know like parents always want better for their children and so we always push to strive so that they can have more not that we may you know we're depleted in some ways or we're you know like there's opportunities we didn't have but we always want to create as much opportunity for them or at least give them more than what we had and it's funny because the perpetuating pattern that ends up happening is they too will do the same for their kids like as if we couldn't do enough but it gets better with each generation but as long as the intent is always focused with love and wanting to put them out there to inc- magnify their highest potential yes and you know uh one of the things i learned that uh, whenever we're trying to you know find who we are you know this 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 search we're on right right find who we are uh are we valuable? Is what we doing matter? All these, all these, all these concepts. What I found is that the more you let go of things, mm-hmm. is the more you usually find yourself and yeah. um, what you want to do. Because in the early stages, you're just packing on all this baggage, right? And uh, it's coming from friends, it's coming from the world, it's coming from all these different avenues. Well, it's it's your it's your internal perspectives and your external perspectives, and then and it creates that interference that makes the messaging come through much harder, or at least like it's harder to be able to connect with it because of those um, those internal and external perspectives that keep like creating those blockages. But it's like it's it's that ambition to push past that, to see more, and to want to know more that really gets you to the next level. And I found that, you know, let's let's say somebody has that and they don't, uh, they have a little spark of, okay, I know what I'm doing is not what I want to be doing, but I don't know which way to go, right? Right. Now, sometimes, you, like you said, those externals and this, those internals can drown that out, though. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you, don't, if you don't find something to hold on to, uh, to really, you know, no matter what, I'm going to hold on to this no matter what, and you make that commitment, those things can drown that out because I've seen a lot of dreams get deferred, yeah. you know, for many years because they didn't have a, they, they, they wouldn't let some things go as well. And, you know, that's kind of where I try to do, bring my value and what I try to do because I believe that uh, you've already been given the, the, the talents and the experience that you need to do whatever you were called to do. And I know that sounds crazy, but I do believe that, uh, you know, I'm a believer in Christ. And so one of the things that, you know, like David and Goliath, right? Yeah. David goes up against this huge giant everybody was scared of, right? But what people don't realize that early on in the Bible, because that's the the message that they portray out there, you know, like, oh, this young boy went up against this and that's the end of the story. But they don't realize early on he was just a shepherd and and he actually had to kill a lion and a bear, right? Mm-hmm. So he already had some type of he, – he took out the lion. Cool. I did this. I had to I, – then I took out the bear. Cool. And then when Goliath came, everybody was like, oh, he just had this courage and this experience. Out of, uh, you know, uh, he was not scared for out of no reason. No, he had already been through some trials. Right. Right. He already been. And that's what boosted him up to be able to believe that because God, he believed God took him through those trials. Why not this next trial, especially when everybody else is scared? And so what what I try to do to people is uh, let them know that let's look back at a time when um, you were doing something you love or you're doing something you were scared of. And you came through it. Right. Or you were just in the shithole and you just yeah, had all this yeah, crap that was happening. Well, and my my whole thing is when I when I look at that, 
it's about the perseverance of, uh, you know, like it's, it's not underestimating the God given gifts that we were given. And it was, it's sticking to what our abilities are. And so much as society teaches us to look at our flaws and what we're not capable of oh, doing yeah. or what other oh, people don't yeah. have instead of embracing all yes. of what we do have. And the thing that drives me crazy when it comes to that is that, you know, it's, all of the life experience that we have have put us through so much that yeah. it's actually carved. I mean, it, it's given us character and it's given us that like artistic flow of, of uniqueness of who we are. And if it wasn't for those experiences, yeah. we would yes. not. One, we wouldn't know what we're capable of living through. And two, it would, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't be pushing to the next level or striving for more. And, you know, and the um, one thing that I always focus on, because, you know, I feel like sometimes you end up, you know, I'm probably one of like your rarer clients because I normally, I, my visions are so big. Sometimes it's like you have to like throw a lasso to pull me back to earth <laughs> because, because I like go, I'm like, oh, guess what? Oh, and by the way, I came up with another idea, but that we'll have to talk about that later because, you know, these listeners did not sign an NDA. So, like, but the point is, is that what happens with all of this visionary stuff, like what, what I always need, need to stay focused on is it's. It's not about the money. It's not about like what's to do next. It's not about all the expansion. It's about what the initial purpose is. The initial reason of why I started what I do and how I do things. And when I stay to that, when I'm like getting so many different things in my head and I can't focus because I'm like, woo, 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 and I'm so excited about all the things that I'm going to, what I really end up doing is I ground myself and then I stay focused on what is the primary purpose of what I'm trying to do? And it's the yeah. truth and being able to create a safe space for people to get like information without judgment, without shame, without any of that hogwash bullshit. And, and, and that is the purpose. It's about making sure I'm creating space for others to just be who they are. And mm -hmm. when I stay focused on that, everything else, like you said, it's so hard. The number one thing that people are, it's so hard to do is surrender to literally just go in and allow life to go. And then it's amazing that when you do, when you do surrender to whoever it is that you surrender, if it's Christ, if it's the great divine, if it's God's source, or if it's just existence, you, when you do that, all of a sudden, one, the fruit, like the stresses of the world start to dissipate and you actually get to go in this happy, free-flowing movement that's just all filled with light and love. And amazingly, what happens is all of a sudden things just start popping up right around the corner, even when you just thought one second, hey, it'd be fun to do this. And then 30 seconds later, oh, it's right in front of you. Well, how fun. <laughs> yeah. It's more freeing. Well, and I think it's that unknowing, though, you know? Yeah. Uh, that that unknowing, like I said about my dad, it's, you, you, I love what you said about him, too. You said that he, he he wanted the best. He just couldn't see it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He just couldn't see what I saw. And um, and it's, it's hard sometimes because, you uh, like you said, the world wants us to focus on the failures, and those are so easy to see in everybody. What's hard is to find the good in people, and not only that, but also back them up and help them uh, bring that to the light, you know, because that takes more work, right? Let's Absolutely. Takes, and my it takes more work to get behind somebody, even when they're failing, even when they, they can't see something, and you're trying to help them see it. Uh, but you can see it. You know what I'm saying? It, Absolutely. It, it, it takes more work than just to point out the failures. Oh, you'll never do that. You suck at this. Or you know how, right. you know, so um, I think that's a, a lot of the times, too, that they, a lot of the work that you have to put into to things in this. But you, I love the, the, the topic of the show. And I would even equate it to, uh, um, to like a win-win mentality, right? Absolutely. If you help people find their value. You are not only uh, allowing them to, to win or, or helping them win, you're winning too. Because yes. it's always better. You feel so good when you re when you give, because you, 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 you always get what you said. Like you said, you're going to get it back. Um, you just got to be able to re uh, surrender and realize that uh, it's all about giving that value. 
Uh, man, well, in well, in creating and creating and finding the value within individuals, and then uni- unifying together to help elevate all of our va- our values, our core values and belief systems together, really actually is what creates the success that we're all driving for. It's the problem is is that we put it into an egocentric drive, and 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 it was about individual success, and instead we should have been focusing on the value and the purpose, and then unifying with others with the same belief system. And then what ends up happening is then everyone's being catapulted and the success comes with it. And we just have to stay focused on that. If you are finding this helpful or insightful, don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and YouTube at Capital Health. That's K-A-P-I-T-O-L Health. You can also visit us at CapitalHealth.com where you can subscribe to our newsletters and get wicked awesome updates through our blog and our Capital Health community. So, Chris, I really do have to ask you about being the fact that you're married with kids and you've even taken on, you know, a huge part of just being part of the glue that keeps your family's business together. Um, What do you do to, like, prevent yourself from depleting your energy stores or depleting your, um, you know, like a lot of times we can get into that like muddy grit of just wah, 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 and then it makes us feel unproductive. What, it, what do you do to try and pull yourself out of the sinkhole when you're feeling like in the sludge? Oh man, that's a good question. So, um, first of all, I'll tell you that I used to get that way all the time. Okay. And, 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 and one of the ways is because I was pouring a lot of energy and time into people who were just sucking it away, right? They mm-hmm. were sucking it away, and they weren't not even necessarily trying to give it back, but weren't even using it. I would just, you know, they were just using it. So I had to let that, I had to recognize that and recognize who I need to give energy to, who I need to give my time, my energy to. That helped me so much because now I could see the fruit of the the, the, the labor I was giving right. out to. And then um, those people were progressing more, right? Yeah. Um, and then which is such a hard skill was, to master right? it's such a hard skill to master to, to to really have to rechannel realign that because it's all coming from a place of good but then you don't realize that you're pouring out all this energy yes. and then you're turning around and you're like actually i should have been focusing it over here yes and 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 and, and from what from my standpoint i want a good marriage I want good, productive kids. I want, I want, uh, I want us to not only be happy, but I want peace, right? I want joy, no matter what's going on, my circumstances that we don't control. I still want to have a clear mind, right? And it's like, Absolutely. how do you, how do you accomplish that? And and what God was telling me is that you're giving away your gifts to the wrong people, right? Mm. And so, therefore, you're giving away your time to the wrong people. Um, um, and so what I had to do was, like you just said, realign that. But you have to surrender to realize that that's even a problem. Because other times you're, you're just thinking, oh, this is just the daily grind of me working. Right. Mm-hmm. And until you surrender and realize I do have a problem because and, and recognize what's going on, you, you, you can't even uh, see that that's a problem. So some of the things I did was um, I changed some of the music I listened to. All right. Nice. I mean, just practical stuff. Yeah. Change something you take a listen to. I started listening to more motivational, uh, um, like, um, sorry, audio books. Yeah. Instead of music. Um, I, I started, um, really getting in tune with my podcast too, uh, because, and stop looking at it as like, uh, me providing, you know, value to people just as that, but also me, like, it's my journal. Yeah. You know, like this is this is my way to get out. So even if nobody's listening, just do this for for you, because um, one of the things that we do and we don't realize is that we get cornered sometimes into thinking that we're the only one going through a certain problem. We're the only one going through this situation. And so therefore we feel like, hey, why talk to anybody? Why put anything out there? Um, I'm the only one going through this, and that's a lie. Yeah, such a big lie. Like I said, my journal, people connect, start, hey, man, I was going through that same problem, blah, blah, blah. I'm glad you did that. And then what does that do? That's a win that that gets you, oh, okay, I am putting my – so instead of my putting my energy into these clients or into these people who are sucking me dry, let me divert. Even though I'm going to make less money, let me divert some of that energy 
and putting out to uh, providing value in a way to where I'm I'm talking about my problems and being vulnerable myself. And that's connecting with other people. Now that's more value. That's priceless, right? Yeah. Well, and uh, in my my husband's, you know, he 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 was army ranger during Desert Storm, and so a lot oh, of wow. times, yeah. So he like he totally went in and he was doing all of those, you know, all the special ops things, all the intense stuff or whatever. But like the slogan of which they focus on is it's a lead by example. So they always focus on leading by example, which to me is always huge because like when you're talking about doing your podcast and it's kind of like your diary, I said, you know, one of the things that's really nice is that our kids are witness to these actions. Our children are witnessing us being open, communicating openly of life's obstacles, no matter what phase of life you're in or what you're going through, allowing people to, you know, quote, not normalizing like life craziness, but it's about being open, unified, helping one another through things. And our children watching us provide that. Sometimes you might have like the regression of like, they don't want to talk about anything because everything's always like talking so openly, but at least they have the comfort to know that they can speak to anybody at any case in point. Even if it's ourselves, even awesome. If it's a friend, even better. If it's a family member. But the fact is, it's paving the way of creating open communication and going for the next next drive. What I really love is that my husband also always says, um, he always will, like if there's an obstacle that's in front, he always just says, is it working? You know, is it working? Because it's like, sometimes we will do something for years. You know, for five years, you get into the same routine, the same habit, the same, you know, grind, grind, daily grind. And what ends up happening is that sometimes it, it doesn't work anymore because it has to be shifted. It has to be uh, modified. It has to be improved. And my husband always digs in all the time with, you know, especially with the kids. And he's like, but is it working for you? Does this work anymore? Because if it's not working, then something has to change. And yeah. And And I always love the fact that he always provides such great insight when it comes to that, because he does it in such a simplified manner where, you know, us women, we get a little extra emotional and passionate. (laughs) And then we're, you know, it's like there's crying involved and like all the things. But then he's just like, but is it working? Like, like, And he just like sums it up so quickly that it helps get everybody like back on track. Oh, that's good. Hey, I like how you're honoring your husband too. I was not uh, in talking about him like this. This is that's that's really good in his wisdom. Um, that's really good for especially young people to to realize uh, to surrender and have that value even in that that marriage because you will never be closer to anybody than you are your marriage spouse. Right. Like, period. Absolutely. Nobody, and I know we have to take care of our kids, but I can't even take care of my kids to the best ability if me and uh, me and my wife aren't on point. Right, you know what I'm but they're going to grow up in a dysfunctional home, and. Um, and Which so is not what we want. Be- we don't want that. When we've, you know, when we've experienced. I mean, I've, I've, I've experienced tons of dysfunction. My husband has experienced tons of dysfunction, and so where we aligned with the kids right away is that we didn't want to create that yes. environment for him. Yes, there. That's. That's that's the pinnacle of that generational uh, curse that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. At, at, at some point, we got to realize, like you said earlier, our why. Like, why are we doing this? It has to be bigger than us, right? Yeah. And we got to let go of stuff. And sometimes, let's just be honest, though, Abby. Sometimes people don't know even realize that they're holding on to things. Yeah. Right. They don't even realize they're holding on to certain things. But sometimes when that pain gets hard enough, like you said, that pain does what? It jars that hand loose because you're saying, I've already been through this X, Y, and Z for five years. I've been holding on to this for this long. I don't know exactly what's wrong, but I know that this one thing has been consistent. So let me let, let me try to let that go to see if things are going to... Well, and what uh, a lot of people don't realize is those pain points, those pa- that pain creates transformation. 
I got, yeah, you can't do it without it. Right. Exactly and, right. and a lot of people, they get fearful of the pain or they're trying Stop to steadily run away, yes. away from it when it's like if the more that you're running away from the pain points, the more that you're running away from the struggles, you are avoiding trans- a transformational experience yes. to elevate you. <laughs> oh, man. Abby, yes, you're so right. And I feel like today, now I know I'm making some slack, but I feel like today people aren't trying to uh, face what they have to face personally. It's no, accountability is out the window. Uh, it's gone. Inside of them. When that's not true. Yeah. Uh, you have to go through some pain and you almost need to welcome it at some time because you've done, like you're living, like you just said, five years. I've been doing this thing for five years. Something yeah. has to change. And if you don't know exactly what it is, you can almost go through practically, just look at what's been my common denominator. Whether it's, like I said, my music, my, uh, you know, was it, you know, it's like, man, I have all these bad clients who are just taking advantage of me. Are they taking advantage of you or are you allowing them? Are you Exactly. Them that, like that there, there doesn't that? happen to be a coincidence that the person that attr- like seems to have all this chaos around them every single fucking day. Uh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. You are attracting the yes. chaos to you yes. with your mindset and your intent. You're, yes, you have to. And but like you said, that that's what they have to surrender. They got to realize it's them, you know. Yeah. And that's and and but me and you both understand that that concept because we've been there is hard to grasp. I'm not going to act like it's not. It's it's easy to grasp, but you but you have to come to that at some point. Like man, everything's going wrong in my life. Like, what are you inviting know, in? That's the, the question is, what are you inviting on. into your life? Are What boundaries have you not put up to protect yes. yourself and your world? And what do you truly want? Do you want yes. to be the rescuer and the, uh, the conquering hero that has to go in and shoot out all these fires? Or do you want to have a peaceful, inviting, attracting, developing life? It's really about putting those checks and balances and really shifting you know, your mindset set of like you could have something that could be very like have a very dense energy i'm not going to say negative i could just say dense because there's not like good and bad all the time it's it's really focusing on shifting your energy if it provides that dense vibration shift it into a positive one change the purpose or the value of that exact thing and create it into something that's good. You know, my son and I had this conversation because, you know, like my, my husband, I, you know, I always joke around that sometimes his, like his react reaction to things, sometimes he kind of turns into an orangutan. So, you know, like, you know, like, and that's where, you know, there was this one instant where, you know, like our son, our six year old son was literally going through something and, you know, his dad told him to pick something up and then he picked it up and then like threw it down and then his dad you know his dad started like why are you doing that or whatever and I looked at him and I said you do understand that the orangutan is yelling at the baby orangutan for being an orangutan you do know that right like and then he kind of looked at me he's like are you calling me an orangutan and I'm like in this moment yes like and so it was it was hilarious because it was like then it was kind of you know you kind of look that our children do start to mirror those reactivity oh, yeah. and so I sat there and I had a conversation with Kai afterwards and I you know this is probably about a month ago and I talked about you know anger you know anger can be extremely powerful because of the energy that it comes that's with it however it's when you become reactive with the anger that it creates a ripple effect that starts going on and, and it plays out to, for the next person, the next person, the next person, the next person. So many times you've witnessed that like you have someone that just outlashes on onto somebody else. They go absolutely berserk. Well, then that individual then does the same thing to somebody else because they, they're like in that's they've got to get it out or they're frustrated or whatever. And it creates that energy. I talked to my son about, you know, it. There's a lot of power with anger. However, if we don't allow it us to become reactive to it, but yet we harness the power of anger and shift it into a good energy, a good positive light, we can actually harness the power of anger but project good and actually change the essence of our vibration to something that's even more magnifying of gift giving to others. 
And so, and, and, you know, we had this conversation about that where, you know, and ever since that we had that conversation, I was like, buddy, when you got that anger, you hold, like, I'm not telling you to hang, hold on to it, stuff it down. I'm telling you, harness the power from within, think of the good to make with that power, and then do something good with it. And it's exactly. And as soon as I, as soon as I said that to him, even at the ripe age of six, he's like, oh, okay. And so then like that really gave him encouragement to be like, you know, just because you have that instinctual reaction does not mean you have a choice on what to do with it. And the question is, what kind of ripple effect do you want to create for others? Do you want to provide one of enlightenment or do you want to create, create one that continues destruction? Wow. That's yes, that is a very good point. And, um, you um you actually kind of do the same kind of way we talk to our kids as well like you don't like a lot of people say oh that's a kid they wouldn't understand right that's bullshit that's that's not true that's not true at all and we should always be imparting and edifying them and gearing them to be a a a productive adult because they're going to be adult a lot more than they are a lot longer than they are a kid and people are wasting a lot of that time you know wait till they get to a certain age to be you know all this stuff to learn their coping skills and everything yeah it's terrible yeah that's like they're not even when our kids were little they could they couldn't talk i was still talking to them like hey um you know talking to them like uh i want to impart wisdom on them right like oh chris they don't understand that like man forget all that it's, it's, it's not about if they understand it. It's about the, the, the type of energy and the love that I'm putting on them. And even if they don't understand my words, it's going to get translated. Right. I promise you. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. And another thing, too, one of the things I had with my kids was that, you know, the, the, when they get, you know, 16, 17, and people are like, oh, teenagers don't listen. Teenagers don't listen. They don't trust me. That's the time uh, that they're well, the most sensitive. Yeah. My kids don't trust me. I said, I said, man, okay, when they were younger, did you tell them stuff and then didn't do it? Uh, t- sometimes just to tell them to, you know, hey, here, go. Uh, if you be quiet, we'll go here. And then if you don't do it, I said, you have to realize you were building up a distrust bank. Yeah. And by the time they're 16, they're not going to trust you. They're not going to want to open to you. They're not going to want to do this thing because you have your track record is faulty. Yeah, but they didn't understand me back then. I was like, man, that's, that's such a lie that you got passed down. It's time for us to. And so I really. Uh, really leading so by really example. Leading by example is like huge. Leading by example is huge because it's like you have to follow through. You have to show them that there's trust. You have to show them their support. Because if you don't do that, you're not you're not getting to where they're not going to get to where they need to be. Yeah, and then you're going to be wondering what happened along the way when you're right. Right, you didn't show them the right way, and then when they turn eighteen, what do you want to do? Oh, you're grown now. You're out of the way. Right? And you are, and I do have to add on because you, you since you brought on the teenage aspect, uh, you know, it's interesting because more parents get hot and bothered with their teenagers' reactions, right? The reactivity, and instead yeah. they put they project blame onto the kid, which they're still children, instead yeah. of reflecting <laughs> on why it triggered them. And so <laughs> this is a, this is an interesting story that I think you're going to kind like is that well first of all a tip for all parents is dealing with a teenager those poor souls are dealing with a half brain it's almost like someone took their brain cut it in half and gave them a plate with a half brain and that's what they have to function with that's 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 why they sit there and they have those dumb dumb moments or you know like my daughter has that too well she'll ask the most the dumbest question ever and then she looks at me and goes holy crap mom why would i say something so stupid i'm like that's a great question half brain you know like so you know we, we make it a common ground so that that way it's like you know if you are a parent understanding you're not going to if you are dealing with like a special needs child, you're not going to go and yell at them. You're not going to like yeah. dictate to them. You're not going to give them long effing lectures. You're going to meet them at their level. So Wherever my encouragement yeah. is meet them where they are. Yeah, yes. meet them where they are, especially when they're a teenager. And if you are having a teenager that's saying something that triggers you, that creates a reaction, that's even if it's coming from anger or fear, that's where you have time, an opportunity to heal yourself and get yeah. rid of it. Because my daughter. 
daughter the other day, you know, she was snuggling with her dad on the couch and I was down there and I was watching shows with them and whatever. But, you know, like they were just having one of their like moments where they're like super clickage. And it was, you know, and that's what, what else do I not want more for than having a good, solid male role model for my daughter, you know, especially because it will keep her solidified and knowing like who she is. And so... What's so funny is like I'm sitting there, I'm letting them do their like they're in their own little bubble cloud and you know whatever, and all of a sudden it came up to the subject of like when we're old and who's gonna take care of who, and so my daughter looks at me and she's like, well I'll take dad, but Kai's gonna have to take you, and I kind of looked at her like what the fuck like why I was like you do understand that dad and I are kind of a package deal right, and then you know and then her response to me was like yeah but dad's easier and like you know i dad, i don't want you like you kai, you're gonna have to go with kai and then i i immediately was hurt by it like i immediately was like what the fuck i'm not that difficult i kind of looked at her was like how am i difficult i was like i do understand that i am a driven individual and i like i do what i say i'm gonna do and i follow through but i'm not gonna be a ball buster and i'm not gonna like create a damper in your environment if that's what you think because i respect like your process and your life and all that i wouldn't be infringent on it and she said yeah well i just want dad and so I kind of like I was sitting with it and I felt crappy and I felt terrible and I felt like, you know, rejected. And, you know, and then instead of staying down there and sulking, I decided, you know what, I need to go remove one, protect their environment of their bonding and come upstairs into our bedroom and sit with that and wonder what the hell, why did that trigger me? Because once she spoke truth. That is, there's nothing wrong with her telling how she feels and what she feels. She explained herself very well, like there was no indication. But the question is, why did it bother me? And so I sat with it and immediately my soul spoke and said, well, you sacrifice so much for everyone around you. You take care of everyone around you, but you're hurt because no one's willing to do the same for yourself. And so once I identified that, I was like, okay. And then I and I said, you know what? Okay, that makes sense. Second of all, the last thing I've ever wanted to be is a burden to my children. Yes. So then I'm immediately like, okay, well, now I need to change my retirement plan into planning so that they don't ever feel like I'm a burden or they have to take care of me. And so, and that's exactly where I went. Well, come 10, 15 minutes later, my daughter comes up and she's crying hysterically because she hurt mommy's feelings. And I, you know, and I left to keep their environment protected in their happy little bonding bubble not to upset her and so then she comes up crying hysterically and I said whoa 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 first of all we need to take a deep breath and calm down you have said absolutely nothing wrong you I said did you tell me how you felt and she's like yeah and I go okay was it honest and she's like yes and I was like so where's the problem here you were honest and forthright with your feelings sometimes honesty can is like a double-edged sword. But at the same time, it was because it triggered something within me. I did not want to interfere with you and dad's bonding moment. So therefore, I removed myself so that I could find out why it bothered me. And I said, look, mommy has had a rough life. I've had to do so many things and just be a hardcore badass all the fucking time, even when I don't want to be. And, you know, and that makes me tired and exhausted. And so when I think, okay, I've taken care of like my mother, I'm taking care of my husband and my kids, I'm taking care of all these different things and these people. Like my entire career is taking care of others. So, you know, I was like, mommy's tired, but so I look forward to the time when someone might want to take care of me. However, yet that doesn't, doesn't happen to be you. So yes, it hurt my feelings, but at the same time, I never want you doing something that is against you or something I don't want you having to sacrifice or do something that you're not capable of doing and I appreciate and love your honesty and there's no way that you need to be crying and getting all hysterical yeah it's and I like how you reinforce that I really like how you reinforce that and you dealt with that because that's going to be she's going to see the aftermath a lot of times people aren't talking to say the truth because they're like worried about what people are yeah they're tiptoeing around it that's holding you in a bottle now. Yes. Now, now you're holding yourself in a bottle, and uh, this person going about their life, and you didn't hold this in, and you do it again, and you do it again, and you do it again. And so I really like that, uh, even if it 
and 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 I can see how that can hurt your feelings because my kids are the same way, kind of. Uh, they're all over mommy, blah blah. blah. They never want to go with me anywhere, and it's just like my 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 son has stepped up sometimes and said, "Hey, well, daddy's working to, you know, look at our house, look at our, you know, look at everything we got. Daddy's working to do this." Uh, even then, I stop him saying, "No, mama's, you know, mama." Mama helps too, right? Yeah, she uh, keeps us together. But, but I, I'm so I totally I can totally resonate with that, and I'm and another thing, I'm glad that you um, saw that moment between your 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 husband and your daughter because when all these knucklehead boys start coming up to her, she's gonna understand, you know, my value, right? Yes. And you need to treat me like my dad teach, treats my mom. You know, she's going to be able to have a comparison. Right. And know her value. A lot of the, you know, a lot of like my sister's a single mother of six. Uh, and, you know, so she didn't. And when she came to she finally came to the age to where she understood that it was mostly her fault because she was letting these guys enter. But she was just saying she didn't have a you know, she just didn't understand. She was looking at movies and seeing that's what guys the value. But. For your daughter to have a um, that that positive role model, just like my two girls, they're gonna grow up strong. You won't be able to tell them nothing, right? You got they questioning everything. Oh, you like me? Why? <laughs> what is your what is your five year plan? You know what I'm saying? Like you got to come correct, but it's because we've shown an example and they've seen the example. So that is so important. I love how as a wife you recognize that because that's bigger than you right now. You know what I mean? That yeah. Is, I mean, well, and it's in your, your your young lady's heart, so she can guard that, not just. Well, and it's also, I mean, think about it. I mean, this is one of the things I'm always telling all of like, you know, I'm I always am telling my clients, I'm telling all of the kids, especially a lot of the kids that I work with, is that first and foremost, you spend a hundred percent of your life with yourself. First oh, and foremost, when you, when you break it down, your your spouse. If you are lucky, you if you're lucky enough, you get to spend third about seventy five to fifty percent of your time with your spouse. Share your life right. with your spouse. Your children, sadly, are just visitors. And if you yes. if you twenty five percent of your life is spent with them in home together and if you're fortunate enough and they still like you after they leave you'll get possibly another 25 percent with them but you but the number one thing is you always are with yourself 100 percent not a single person is with you and if you don't take care of yourself first and foremost then you can't even fathom to start taking care or even being able to enhance the percentage of the people you want to spend with. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're dealing with your own traumas and triggers. You're not healing. And then those individuals want to spend less and less percent with you. Um, and man, you are, that is so on point because you can't even help or do any things that you want to do if you're not looking at yourself. You're exactly. Value yourself. You can, I mean, and then, oh, man, that is so true. Uh, and people, people, I think they don't do that. Like, a lot of people even, like, what do they do? Um, they get in a relationship because they're lonely. Right. No, that's the Or bored. You, yeah, bored. That's the time you need, oh, well, he doesn't like me anymore. Let's have some kids. Maybe that'll bring us closer. No, together. those are the no. times for reflection. That's, and, well, people don't do that. They... And they, they, that reflection, like you said uh, earlier, what does that reflection bring? I got to look at myself now. It's nobody else's fault. I got to look at myself. And that is that's scarier than pushing it to the side and just putting on all this baggage. You hey, know what I mean? I hear exactly what you're saying. years later, you're still wondering, why am I not? Oh, you know what? I put all this other instead of focusing on myself. You speak a lot of wisdom and um, that's why I think we, like you said, we, we can go because <laughs> we have this, we have the same, almost the, the similar stories yeah. and similar goals of what we're trying to accomplish. I mean, the way you talk to your six year old, same thing over here. Uh, the way you acknowledge that your husband and you, you know, first of all, you acknowledge you have a good husband. A lot of these people, a lot of these women, they, <laughs> they don't realize like, like that is a, such a blessing, um, 
But it takes work. It takes like that. Yeah, so. but it's a, it takes work. It's that you can have great components of a relationship. You get along well. You communicate well. But if you don't put the same amount of energy into yourself you as you do with yes. your relationship, then you're fucked. Like it's not gonna yeah. work. And you have to grow together because especially when children are growing up, your reaction, your responses. Sometimes you have to surrender and say, you know what. I don't really agree with you on this, but I'm going to back you up just on the fact that I do respect you. I respect what you do, and I know your intent is good, and I'm just like, I may not understand where you're coming from, but I'm just going to back you up because we're in this marital agreement, and I'm just going to have to sit and stay in my role. Yes. Abby, yes, that is so true. It's like, you know, it's like almost have to not really pick your battles, but look at the bigger goal. Right. do I really want to win this little thing and then sabotage our 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 big goal? You know right. what I mean? Like and and oh man that that is worth and i always think it's important for like married couples to remember that like you know when i watch my husband do something with our kids and i may not like the roughness or the the straight harsh truth that he might be (laughs) because he can have that approach because that's his masculine energy and whatnot but at the same time i have to sit there and remind my i will remind myself he loves these kids just as much as I do. He would yeah. never, ever do anything to intend harm or make things harder for them. He's trying to teach them and teach them to expand. And so, and his approach may be different, but so would someone else in the community, like a teacher or a mentor yeah. or somebody for some for them in the future. So I always have to respect the fact that he loves them. The intent is pure and good. And although I may disagree with the approach, I honor the relationship. I honor the good that he's trying to do in the world. Yeah, this uh, man, that, that's good. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Chris, on the Capital Life, where we talk about all the things that life brings. Join yeah, me. <laughs> join me next Saturday, where we. The topic of the day is I should be so lucky because we are heading into March and our focus for March is being lucky in life. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on YouTube and Facebook at Capital Health. That's K-A-P-I-T-O-L Health. Please share with your friends and family. The Capital Life is available on all podcasting platforms except Pandora because they suck. And our goal of the, on the Capital Life is to provide a safe place to get information when it comes to your health and wellness, especially when dealing with all of life's phases. Remember to take care of yourself because you are somebody's everything.